Thanks for tuning in to What is the Point? This podcast is tailored for those navigating their 20s and 30s who want to end up somewhere on purpose. We promise to keep the conversation real and honest as we ask ourselves this question. What's the point in all the different facets of our life? It's our desire that you would gain practical handles to these deeper questions we ask ourselves every single day. So with that being said, let's hop into this week's episode of What is the Point? Well, hey, welcome to another episode of the Heather and Will Show. Stop. (laughs) I'm just playing. It's what is the point? We're back. We're back. And uh, we've, of course, got Heather. Heather. And we've, we've, of course, got Will. I've missed you guys. Yes, Will is back after uh, being out of town a week. Mm -hmm. I thought I lost my job. (laughs) I really did. You almost did. Mel brought it. I I really felt that. I was like, man, I'm not coming back. This is is my farewell (laughs) And that's why I never go anywhere and I never miss anything so that no one can replace me. They can't be like, he was better. Yeah. No, no one to compare it to. That's the way to do it. Don't even, don't even give it. So if you're listening to this podcast, you're working somewhere, thinking about taking a vacation or a spring break don't do it just don't do it you might get replaced work become a workaholic exactly no i'm totally kidding but that's not even what we're talking about today no it's not it's not who who even brought it up i don't even know i don't even know but we are glad that we're back with another episode of what is the point and uh today we're talking a little bit about roadblocks all right so in this podcast we're gonna walk through a couple roadblocks and um really just talk about them maybe even remove some of them or um because we're really sometimes we muddy the waters we may add some roadblocks to you uh when it comes to following christ when it comes to being a christian uh i know that there's lots of things we hear from people that are like yeah i don't know like yeah i'd be maybe i'll be a christian or i don't want to be a christian because or yeah "Yeah, i'll think about it but i don't want to be a christian yet (laughs) yeah exactly there's there's all these different things and and for everybody i know there's roadblocks i know we've all had roadblocks when it came to finding jesus and to following jesus (laughs) like we we still have roadblocks that get in our way but we just want to walk through a couple we're not going to walk through all of them but a few that we think would be helpful um to navigate because if you're not walking through that Mm-hmm. You probably got a friend, a roommate, a coworker who is, and or you will, will. Eventually. or you will <laughs> yeah. eventually. So, so uh, just to kick it off, um, one of the first ones um, that I've heard is that I don't want to be a Christian because of how other Christians act. <laughs> what What would you say to that? Which that man, that's a little spicy. That kind of hurts. Yeah, jump right in. <laughs> Water's fine, guys. Water. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to hear as a Christian, right? But I think. Um, we can all relate to that. I mean, before I was a Christian, I would be lying if I said I never had that thought. Um, and it's 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 a valid um, roadblock. It's a valid concern for sure because um, I think when we – speaking if you're not a Christian, right? I think when we're not yet a Christ follower or a Christian um, – we kind of tend to look towards Christian with this like scope, right? This Absolutely. like uh, magnifying scope of like everything you do, I'm going to hold to this different standard, right? Because of what you say you believe. And so anytime that you're acting out of alignment of what that belief is, then I can use that as an excuse for why my why I don't have faith or why I don't want to be a Christian. Um, and to some degree, like I, I totally get it right. Like you are called to uh, a different way of living when you're a Christian. And and then that, that that's true for sure. Um, but I don't know. I think it's just like, 
we have this tendency to look to humans, right, to to give us the answers and to show us, if we're speaking spiritually, like what faith should look like, what being a Christian should look like. And uh, the only problem with that, and it's a big one, is that humans are going to fail (laughs) because we're not perfect, right? We're, We're humans. And so it, it only makes sense that as humans we fail. And so if we're looking to people to tell us or give us this confirmation of like, if these people all pass the test and I will become a Christian, like you're just never going to get there. If the yeah. only thing that you're looking to is other Christians, like at some point, you know, you have to explore the the claims of scripture and you have to uh, try to figure out who Jesus is on your own and, and what that means to you. And um, yeah, ultimately just putting your faith in something stronger than, than humans because they're always going to f- to fail you, but, but Jesus never will. So that's good. No. And to continue that thought is, is the Christians aren't Christ. <laughs> so if, if you are exactly. looking like, in the, and, and as a believer or even a non-believer and you're looking to do, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to, de- to dive into this, um, our goal isn't to be like other Christians. Right. That's not why we are here. That's not to be so copies of each other. Our goal is to look like Christ and, and, and we, we fall short. And then, and then you get into the t- and it's a whole nother podcast about grace and and, and having faith oh, and everything else. But we we fall short in that, um, and and then and Christ's grace kind of makes up the way you know to to make up that distance there. But mm-hmm. in short, to sum that up, like Christians aren't Christ. Yep. we aren't perfect. We are going to blow it. You yep. are going to blow it. Yeah, uh, and it's just it's just inevitable for that to happen. So stop trying to look like other Christians and 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 get to get a view of Christ and, and model that. That's good. Absolutely. Right with you. I don't even think I need to say <laughs> Body bit. Yeah. Uh, body bit. You didn't no. even leave and you're about to lose your job. I, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Jokes, jokes. No, can never. I'm kidding. Give me, all right, number two. Number two. Um, I, I know about God, but I don't feel God. Mm. So it's almost like I, I don't even know if he's real. That's a tough one. It is a tough one. That's a tough one. I, I think it's something to like, I, I think this roadblock, at least in the conversations that I have with young adults is, uh, this is one that I hear a lot from young adults who grew up in church and, um, they, they know, they say that they know, you know, God personally and, and they know what scripture says, but sometimes there's just like a disconnect, right? Because sometimes knowing truly isn't enough. <laughs> and that seems silly because like, what could be more, foundational than, than knowing God. And, um, I think sometimes with the, the commonality with these conversations is, is like, I know God because I grew up in church. So I know who God is, or I, I know who God is because I've gone to a lot of church services. I know most of the, the main Bible stories. So yeah, I know, I know who God is, but there's no personal relationship. And I think that's what, what young adults are really saying that they're missing is, is a personal relationship. And I think that, you know, we love to feel things. And when we feel things, we think that that <coughs> is what the goal is, right? Like it, relationships, like I just don't feel the spark. I just don't feel like he's the one or, you know, you, you it's like, I just don't feel blah, yes. blah, blah. And I'm just like, man, maybe trusting your feelings is not going to be the path to you knowing God. Um, 
and and I get it. Like I don't say that to like downplay this this roadblock because it's a very real roadblock. And and honestly, like I've experienced that too. Of like, okay, I feel like I know all that there is to know, but sometimes I still just go through these seasons where like I just don't feel like it. Like <laughs> I know all these things, and I'm not I'm not ready to say that I like doubt these things or I'm questioning these things. I know them, and I still believe them to be true, but I just don't really feel like it. And um, it's so so valid, but but there's my encouragement to you is like, this doesn't sound encouraging, but I'll tie a bow on it. You will at times not feel it. You just wheel. You just wheel. You wheel. You just will not feel it sometimes, but that's when it is important to truly know, because if you don't truly know when those times come that you don't feel it, then you're kind of at a loss, right? So that that foundation is so important to truly know who God is, to truly know what scripture says about him, to truly know how you should respond as a Christian, right, in certain situations in your life. Because I promise you there's going to be times when you don't feel it. Yeah. I, uh, if I'm sitting across, and that's why it was so tough, because I'm like, if I'm sitting across and someone said that to me, I'm like, mm-hmm. How how do I phrase it? Because it's, it's it's a lot it's a lot like what you said. It's just yeah. like you got to get into knowing, you got to get into your head. But then there's a discipline that comes with that as well. I think. Good. And even when you're, you know, when you're, you got to have the discipline to read the scripture, to go the extra mile, to get in church, to be in a group, even when you don't feel it, is <laughs> uh, getting to there because I, I believe that a feeling will come. I believe Good. the feelings will come, but the discipline, you got to just let that discipline carry you until the, until, until the so feeling good. comes. Uh, Psalms 46.10 says that, uh, I threw a random scripture in there for you, no problem. Love but uh, 40, 40, <laughs> I think it's 46.10, but uh, it's be still and know yeah. that I am God. And and not be still and feel that I am God. Oh. Know <laughs> that I am God. And, and for me, I think about this, and if, I, if I'm in your shoes, if I'm asking this question, I'm, I'm, I I look at like nature, like I see God, you know what I mean? Mm. Like, so it's, it's less of a hard thing and more of like, uh, I see it. And because like, once I get to the, the acknowledgement of like, this is God, Mm -hmm. then that's when my heart, you know, comes into play. Does that make sense? Like, like, when I'm looking in nature and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. Mm -hmm. Like this is, you know, this is God right here. And then that, that knowledge comes in and that emotion comes in afterwards. So broadening, broadening, broadening. Yes. Sure. sure. Widening, whatever. Widening. Uh, your <laughs> your <widening>. scope uh, <laughs> and, and, and what you are in taking in because God speaks through everything, so anyone, uh, and, and it may be a, it may come through your head before it hits your heart. It's good. Absolutely. And, and Will and I were just talking about, uh, we, <laughs> this is going to sound really weird. We, we don't talk about this stuff all the time, but, but uh, we, we were in a meeting earlier where we were walking through a, a verse in Romans yep. that talks about the endurance of your faith. And then the endurance of your faith leads to um, the character that you that you have, and that yeah. character leads to hope in Christ. Mm. And it's, it's kind of that same thing with the chicken and the egg. It's like, which one came first? So <laughs> what Will is saying. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. So w- what Will is saying, absolutely. It's like, it's going to take some discipline. Which comes first, discipline or desire? We, oh. we, I've talked about that before. It's just like, the discipline comes first. Yeah. I, I desire to eat well, but I have, like, it's going to take some discipline at That's the beginning, it. and then I'm going to crave the right things. It's kind of like, um, I, don't, I don't know if you've ever done that where you, you've ever eaten healthy, you've, get, you've gone on nope. a diet. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, so here's the deal. I, I've only done Tell it. us what I, that's like. I used, to, <laughs> I used to do it once a year, every year. Okay. Oh. And I do it, I do it for uh, a few 1st. weeks. Okay. J- well, <laughs> close. Right after my birthday on January 5th, I eat my birthday cake, and then I start that. All right. 
And it's just crazy over that period of time that you do that. Um, you know, weeks pass by and the whole time you're like craving sweets. I want mm-hmm. sweets. I drink a lot of soda. I eat a lot of, you know, I don't know, Swiss cake rolls. Cereal. I don't know, zebra cakes, you know, just things like that. <laughs> Junk food. Love it. Uh, little Debbie's. My, that's the quickest way to my heart. All right. <laughs> and so I, I eat a lot of that stuff. But then, you know, it, it, cause, cause then I'm like, ah, you know, strawberries aren't that tasty. Like, you know, some of the, some of these carrots, like these carrots don't have a lot of flavor or anything mm-hmm. like that. But then like three weeks in when I'm at the end, I'm like, oh, these strawberries are so sweet. Like th- this is, <laughs> this is what they're supposed to taste like. They're Body supposed to taste like this. Like, the, yeah, this is, this is amazing, but it's yeah. like, it's so muddied down. Yeah, because I haven't been eating those things. And so it's the same thing with discipline and desire. It's like you don't even know what it's supposed to feel like. Right. Because you you haven't put in any discipline to know what it actually feels like. No, I felt them as a kid one time, but I don't feel them anymore. It's like, no, you – you feel them through the hard work. It's like, good. like yeah. that's what it is. And, and I don't know, I, I don't want to be like rude or mean, but I was like, <laughs> yes, it's going to take hard work. Mm-hmm. If you, if you want to be more spiritual, spiritually, um, sound and you, you want to know the Bible better, read it. Yeah. <laughs> like it, if you, if you want to be closer to God, like pray, mm-hmm. do it. Like there's so many things that I've thought in my life. I'm like, man, I wish I was better at that. Mm-hmm. You know, e- even speaking, I'm like, man, I wish I understood scripture better. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So why don't I go read something where, where I'm able to do that? Like, what, what do I think that's just going to randomly fall in my lap? But I, I mean, the, big, the biggest thing is, is um, yeah, it's, it's going to take discipline before you desire it. I think a lot of people, we want to desire those things. That's we want to so desire, good. but um, it's going to take discipline on the front end. Uh, roadblock number three. Number three. Number three. I have too many doubts. Too mm. many. I don't know. I doubt a lot. I, like, I just don't know. Too many. Um, and believe me. <laughs> <laughs> I've had so many doubts. So many. Too so many. many. You know, it, it, it's so, it, it is funny though, because I've had a lot of people who come up and they're just like, yeah, I mean, I want to be a Christian, but like, what about the dinosaurs? Yeah. And I'm like, what about them? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I totally, I, you know, I'm like, I, I feel like that's a weird doubt to have, but okay, like, yeah. get, get, let's, let's walk through it. But like, t- tell me about your experience with, with some doubts and different things. I'll come back to the dinosaur. Yeah. Well, I, I think. <laughs> I think there's like this misconception or um, like thought and, and honestly, like even the word doubt like has a negative connotation. Um, and we think that if we doubt something that that's bad or it makes us bad. And especially as it relates to faith. Um, and I, I just don't think that's true. Like I think I think doubt can be a good thing. I, I, it can be a bad thing. I won't say that it's never not. But it, it a lot of times also can be a good thing because – if there are things that I know or I think that I know, I'm less inclined to want to go learn more about those things or to know more about those things or know them better. Uh, but if I doubt something, then I'm probably going to look into it a little more. I'm probably going to study it a little more. I'm going to try to know more about it uh, to help me step out of that doubt. And I think that's a super fair process to take when you're uh, not discovering what's the pursuing or thinking about pursuing a relationship with Jesus. Like I would hope that that's not a decision you would make blindly or flippantly. Like I, I do, I do hope that if there are doubts or questions that you have, that you would feel that you have a place in a space safe enough to explore those. Yeah. Um, I mean, I know that I had some doubts <laughs> before I became a Christ follower and I'm so thankful that I had a community here at the point that I was able to talk through some of those doubts with, you know, and, and if I, I, I still think about that sometimes when I have these conversations about doubt and um, skepticism, I'm just like, I, I'm so glad that there was a space for me during that time of my life that I could 
come to those people. I could come to this place and and say, hey, here's what I'm doubting or here's questions that I have. And nobody ever made me feel bad about that. Nobody ever guilt guilt tripped me about that. And um, because of that, I was able to explore those doubts. I was able to seek answers to those questions. Um, And that's not to say that I no longer have questions and I no longer ever have doubts. That's not true. Um, Sometimes I do. But what's awesome about that is that I have the opportunity and the desire and the discipline that it takes to look into those further. And I promise you, like every time that you do seek the answers to those questions, like you'll find comfort. You really, really will. If you're in good community and you're and you're reading scripture, I think you'll find comfort because there's people all around you. There's people in the Bible who doubted. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Jesus didn't reprimand those people. He didn't. He gave them the deliverance that they needed. Um, And I think he does the same thing for us. Yeah. There's so many people in scripture that doubted. Yeah. Like that has to make you at least feel good. Right. (laughs) And just that's, that's the whole point of following Jesus. Like it isn't this like really smooth highway that you just drive off on, you know, and, and you can turn in anytime you want for Arby's or anything like that. (laughs) No, it's like this crazy windy, like, trail yeah that you know there's branches all over and you got to step through things and go through like it's a truck to get there but it's worth it but i do know like we we see like the first you know roadblock or the first thing in our way as a branch over there (laughs) i don't know yeah i like i'm not wearing the right shoes like we can come up with any excuses we want to (laughs) not like trek that trail but yeah like at the end of the day um yeah i mean you you can come up with any reason to doubt that's all i know absolutely no, I thought you were on. My bad. I cut you off. I cut you off. <laughs> I'm sorry while bad. I was speaking. No, my bad. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I uh, just even just to go along with uh, what, what Heather said about your environment, I think that's just a big reason why a lot of people right. doubt is their environment. And so I don't know how, if you can practically remove doubt uh, if you are in a like an environment that breeds that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I think you have to be in an environment where – uh, one, it's okay to doubt. Yeah. Like you, it's a safe place to do that um, in order to remove that. But even just the definition of doubt, I'm taking Heather's spot in the oh. definition here. But like <laughs> doubt of just is just another word for uncertain. Yeah. And I'm like, man, if there was ever like if we go into this 100 mm-hmm. percent certain that we know everything about the Bible, everything about God, then there is no need for God. Absolutely. You're God. You're God. You're, you're good. And so I'm like, even people like the people you meet, uh, I'm sure there is something in the Bible that there's going to be some doubt in there. Yeah. There's something in your, in that walk and that relationship that you're going through. Like I, 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 even for me, it's just like, okay, is this even working? Like so is, 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 is me reading the Bible? Is me uh, coming to Tuesday nights? Is this me <laughs> yeah. uh, worshiping? Is this mm-hmm. even working? That's, that's that uncertain in there. And that's where the it's discipline good. comes in there. It's just like, uh, and, and that's where faith comes into play <laughs> as well of, okay, I'm going to, what is it? I'm going to stay faithful. I'm going to stay mm-hmm. faithful. I'm going to stay faithful. And yeah. then eventually, it's fruitful. And then I'm yeah. going to, uh, that verse in Galatians, don't grow weary in doing what's right. In mm-hmm. time, you will reap a harvest. Yeah. And so I think your doubts are okay. Yeah. They're justified. And we all have them, but don't live in that. So you know, good. don't live in that doubt. That's Absolutely. Good. It's not even about removing the doubt. Yeah. Right. It's just not letting it stop you. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I, I love that you said that, Will, because it's like, I think we take this stance in a lot of things in our life. Like I can't even take the next step until I'm a hundred percent certain yes. until yeah. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent bought in. And the thing with that is if, if that is the case, you will never take a next step. 
because you're never going to be 1000% yes, I've bought in nothing. There are no doubts. There are no concerns. There's no, I just like take a next step. I encourage you like just try and it can be a small step, you know, but just take a next step and allow each of those steps that you take to, to take you one step out of disbelief and into belief. And I promise you that there will be, there will be freedom in that. And I think in a lot of situations, we don't want God. We just want a guide. Yeah. You know, we, we just want somebody who's taking us to the next destination. Mm-hmm. And then we go to the next destination. Like, we know, you know, it might be boring, but I know we're going to get there safe. And, you know, everything will be explained on the way. <laughs> and I've got the roadmap, so I know when I'll get there. Like, that's yeah. the ideal life. Right. Okay, I'll be at this, you know, I'll make this amount of money at 25. Yep. I'll be married at, you know, 26. I'll mm-hmm. have kids at 30. You know, I'll, like, we have, like, that would be nice, honestly. Mm-hmm. Like, I would enjoy that, but that defeats the whole purpose of life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> like, that we we live it, and mm-hmm. we have to trust God. And uh, I just think a lot of us would be, like, a lot happier with a guide. But, mm-hmm. but that's not actually what produces that faith. That's not so actually good. what produces um, and what we believe. Uh, roadblock number four, uh, my past is too bad. Mm. I just, I just I had two out of the past. I don't even know. One, if I even showed up at church, I'd be struck by lightning. Church mm-hmm. might catch on fire. I'm worried about yeah. the church, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, you know, I, I don't even know if I should uh, attend church because I don't know. So, um, Heather, what are your thoughts on that? I mean, this was <laughs> – I have a lot of thoughts on this, John. This was like <laughs> – <laughs> Just getting started. Right. This, this was the biggest – one of the biggest roadblocks that existed for me. Um, anybody who knows me knows that that's like a big part of my story, right? Is just like fearing that the past was just too much to be able to be accepted anywhere, let alone by God. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never want to downplay a roadblock as serious as that because it is very, very serious and it's so valid. But I, again, there's just like so much freedom that comes from realizing that your past does not disqualify you from anything, but especially a relationship with God. Like the, the, your past is your story and ultimately like it is your platform and it's, it's your special gift as, as crazy as that sounds, right? Like anybody who is here and says that like, I'm, I'm not ready to, to face this roadblock of my past and you're calling it my gift. Like you're insane. (laughs) I get that, but it really, really is because I think as as humans, like I've heard it said that we think we have to come to the cross polished and perfect and we don't want any blemishes when we present, you know, ourselves to God. Like we want to come to the cross as clean and as pure as possible. And I just like, show me in scripture where it says we have to do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like it doesn't, it doesn't say that. And and I understand why you think that, that you should or, or that you want to, but I, I just... again, a small step, a small step, a small step, and then eventually a bigger step, a bigger step, a bigger step. And I I understand why you think that that your past is too big, but there is nothing too big. There is nothing too big. There is nothing too small. There's nothing too shameful. There, there's nothing. And if you're, if you're needing help stepping out of that roadblock, text me, (laughs) like Mm. literally slide in my DMs, email (laughs) the point, whatever it is, like reach out to me because I, I get it. And there's probably nobody who empathizes with you more than I do, but man, the freedom that I have experienced since I just stopped caring about what people thought about me really, because what I realized is I was telling myself that I I think it's too big for God, but really I thought it was just too big for people. (laughs) And if people think it's too big, 
they're not my people. (laughs) Like those aren't the people I want in my life. Those aren't the people that I want in my corner. And I I just, I promise you nothing is too big for God. Nothing is too small for God. Um, And it's guilt and shame leading in your life. And that's, I'm not trying to convict anybody. I'm just trying to encourage you. Like there is nothing too big, your past included. So, so good. I even just hearing you talk and trying to relate it to myself. There's a, uh, a season of forgiveness that has to be, you have to go through for that. Like, like I, you know, obviously I'm thinking of people and I'm a three, I'm a people pleaser and all this other (laughs) stuff and, and whatever I'm thinking of people, but in reality, and I I would use that as an excuse, right? Mm -hmm. Like people wouldn't want me. I can't be in there, whatever. But in reality, I'm, I'm, I'm projecting what I'm feeling, how I view myself. Uh, Absolutely. And I think that, you one, you know it in your head. You may not be able to feel it, but you know it in your head when, when you read the scripture, God's forgiven you. Like we can go on here and we can say yeah. this. We can quote the scripture. We can tell you everything God's forgiven you, but that doesn't, and I'm not saying it doesn't matter, but that you will not find that freedom until you forgive yourself. Absolutely. Uh, and and I think I think of the prodigal son. I think <laughs> of uh, even just that story just expounded of, hey, I want you dead so I can have my inheritance. And then going, doing your thing. But, you know, when when the son came home, the father was already looking for him. The father had already forgiven him. The son had this whole speech laid out. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and you know, and how he felt and that guilt and that shame that he had. But the father was like, hey, like, let's party. Like, my son's <laughs> home. My, it, it did not care about <laughs> yes. the past. It did, yes. did not care about the pa- past. So did not care about what he had said or, or anything that he had done. Didn't ask him how everything was going on. None of that. It was your home. Mm-hmm. And and I think that is so freeing that once you forgive yourself, then you're like, okay, Christ has forgiven me. The people around me aren't making this that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're surrounded by the right people, mm-hmm. you need to forgive yourself and 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 go into that. And then going into like, there's there's nothing too big for God. Like mm-hmm. that's so true. God's grace knows no limit. Mm-hmm. Like you, it's not like oh I, I ran out of grace for you. Sorry. Like <laughs> I've only was able to cover your sins from yeah. twelve to eighteen. The rest <laughs> of it is on your own. Like yeah. sorry, I ran out you know uh it's it's not like that like it is past present future it is it is there Uh, i love what how paul says it that there's nothing that can separate you from god's love yeah and this is written from a person this is written from paul this is the this is the guy signing Mm -hmm. off on the killing of christians like this is the guy Mm -hmm. who had a life and then christ got a hold of him and turned Mm -hmm. the life around and and washed the past clean and and kept and he kept on going forward and he was able to do big things like this is the person that we quote like i probably Mm -hmm. quoted him four or five times tonight and this is the (laughs) you know one of the the greatest church planters in history and 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 most of the bible that we read is off so so i don't know like yeah my past is too bad yeah okay your past is bad but it's not too bad it's Mm -hmm. not too bad for christ it's not too bad for you to walk in this purpose and create a new life in in Christ. It's good. Absolutely. And that's a big reason why I think a lot of people don't attend church because they feel like they're going to be judged. They're going to be condemned, which uh, there's a famous quote, um, church isn't a museum for the perfect. It's a hospital for the broken. Mm -hmm. Right. And and that's exactly it. And, and one of the biggest differences between Catholicism and, and being, you know, being Catholic and being Christian is uh, that we don't have to earn our faith. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to, (laughs) don't take this out of context. We don't have to act a certain way or look a certain way yeah. or think a certain way to actually be a Christian. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is um, believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, and there yeah. you go. Where in Catholicism, like, yeah, there's all these things you have to do to be able to get back into God's good graces. Mm-hmm. That is just not how it works mm-hmm. when it comes to Christianity. And um, so uh, 
one of the things that's, that's clicked for me is uh, just the fact that when you do accept Jesus, when you do bring him into your heart and into your life, um, he lived that perfect life. So now you have perfection inside of you, mm-hmm. which yeah. is interesting because you're like, there's a lot of imperfect. <laughs> it's deep down. Because he, he, here's the deal. Because you're like, yeah, I got a lot of wrong. Absolutely. We all do. And right. I know you're like, oh, it's not as bad as mine. We, we don't need to compare. Okay. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Right. Um, but that's exactly it. When God looks at you, he doesn't see your imperfections. He sees Jesus' perfection in you. So right. good. So when you accept Jesus, absolutely, you have that perfection inside of you. Mm-hmm. And live with that confidence that you have that. Yeah. And so um, your past is not too bad. No. It's not. I promise you. Not too bad. Uh, what roadblock do you feel like you personally had or that you, you connect <sighs> the, the most with with one of these? Yeah. Um, the one that I connect the most with that we've talked about, I mean, obviously I harped on it. I got on my soapbox <laughs> for a little bit is just the, the, the roadblock of like my past is too big. And, um, I know a lot of people who say, well, my past just like, isn't big enough. Like I had a pretty boring life or I grew up in church. Right. So there's, um, in some way or another, right. It, it still comes from a prideful heart of like, I'm bigger and, and more important. And it may not sound like that's what you're saying, but it is, it comes from pride. Um, and pride shows up in my life so much and, and it's usually any roadblock that I do face, I can trace back to pride. Um, and there's just a lot of work that I have to do to just remove that pride in my life. But, um, so that's the one that I resonate with the most, um, that we talked about tonight, but, um, probably the biggest roadblock I've really ever faced. And I know a lot of young adults, um, face, and we've done an entire podcast on it, but it's just like my purpose and, um, my identity. And, you know, when I first became a Christ follower, that was, just a huge roadblock for me because I didn't know what my purpose was and I, I didn't know what my identity was. And I was looking to literally anything that could tell me <laughs> what it was. And, um, a lot of those things that just came up void, honestly. And so, um, obviously you hit this at the beginning, becoming a Christ follower does not remove all roadblocks. In fact, it probably gives you more. I know it did for me, uh, especially at the beginning. And now, you know, years into my faith, I still face roadblocks, you know, in different seasons and, uh, they're not always the same, but, um, again, I just keep coming back to like, it's so important that you do have healthy community. You do have that daily devotion so that you do have the space, uh, and the opportunity to, to face those roadblocks. And then honestly, I think like just the most important thing that you can do is acknowledge your roadblocks, like face them, call them what they are, but just don't sit in it. Right. Just like Will said with the doubt, don't sit in it, you know? And I I think the bottom line is just, you have to continue to take next step, next steps, despite what your roadblock is. Cause the fact of the matter is there will always be one. Mm-hmm. Um, I think all three of these kind of, it's summed up for me is just, uh, identity. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 and even, even deeper than that is, uh, not being good enough. Yeah. Uh, so when I look and, and part of that is because of my past, uh, yeah. because of, of what I've gone through and, mm-hmm. uh, and stuff. And then that, you know, obviously there are doubts in there, but the Christians, you know, I don't want to be a Christian because of how other Christians act. And in that, like, yeah, some Christians have left a bad taste in my mouth, but mm-hmm. there's also the, the really, really good ones that I'm like, <laughs> 
man, you're perfect. And I'm yeah. like, I don't want to do this because I can't live up to that. Dang, uh, thanks for thinking of me that way. So, <laughs> I can't believe well, you do that. You didn't have to say that to us. Wow. Uh, this is my uh, last night on that. No, <laughs> I can never be John Marks, everybody. Right. But no, like that is that has been a, a, a huge roadblock for yeah, me of just – uh man like my past is too wrecked mm-hmm. uh i'm i'm not going to be able to ever reach that so why even try mm-hmm. uh i doubt the scripture i don't know enough scripture mm-hmm. how can i do you know how how can i ever do what i feel i'm supposed to do or whatever uh and and i go right back to paul i go right back to when mm-hmm. he when he first uh turned around and turned his life around and started following jesus and had his encounter he goes and he starts Teaching the teaching the gospel, he starts teaching what he knew. He didn't know all this stuff, exactly. and yeah, he didn't know what he knew in Romans and and in Philippians. He didn't know all that stuff. Like life hadn't really happened. Well, I mean, happened, but there was a lot of life lived in that, you That's know. So good. Uh, but he immediately took what he did know exactly. and went and went through it. And so I think one figuring out who I am in Christ, and then just taking that. Jesus loves you. Mm-hmm. You can you can stand on that. That is the gospel message. It's like John three sixteen, and stand on what you know. And 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 again, just looking at Christ, not Christians, to yeah, find that's who good. you are. Well, I love what you said there. Of like the the what you just said makes me think of like the perfect place to start is your story. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. you don't have to know everything. You don't have to know all the scripture. You don't have like there's not this place that you have to arrive to before you can start exploring that and sharing that with other people. The perfect place to start is your story because here's the thing, you cannot get that wrong. <laughs> right, <laughs> like right. it is your story and only you know what has come from that story and how God has delivered you through that story. Right. And so I think that's just like such a perfect place to start. And and that could be right. Your, 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 your next step. That seems like a small next step. Some people it seems like a really big next step. I know it was for me, but when I started to share that story, that's when it was easier for me to accept that story, yeah. to accept that. Past. Roadblocks and, started coming down and roadblocks started coming down. Yep. They, they honestly did. And it's hard. It's not an easy thing to do, but if you're looking for a place to start, I would say start with your story. Start there. And then the, the things that you like were holding you captive no mm-hmm. longer do. Absolutely. It's like what's brought in, you know, into the light from the darkness is mm-hmm. no longer has that power over mm-hmm. you anymore. Once you start sharing that, roadblocks start coming down. And it may take a couple hits before those blocks start coming down, <laughs> but right. they start coming down when that happens. So good. Give what you got right now. I love that because it's uh, the same thing for me. A few, uh, six years ago, I had my first counseling appointment. And he, the counselor handed me a piece of paper and broke down five different categories in my life. And he said, uh, rate yourself in those categories. Oh, no. And then he was like, and then tell me how you can improve in each one. And I was like, oh, man. <laughs> so, you know, it's a, you know, physically I could, I could work out more. Uh, you know, uh, spiritually I could read the Bible more. You know, da, 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 you go down the list. And every single one of them had more in it. <clears throat> and he's like, oh, do you have like some like – crazy amount of time left over in your day where you can do all this stuff more. And I'm like, no, that's what's stressing me out. I'm like, I feel like I'm a sucky Christian because I can't read the Bible more. I'm so, I'm doing so many things. I can't do, do you know, I can't yeah. work out more. I can't, you know, I, I'm just doing what I have. And he's like, exactly. Ooh. That's all you have to do is what you have. And wow. he's not, God's not going to ask you to give more than you can give. He's just going to ask you to give what you have. That's, that's it. And you don't have to fabricate and look better than you need to be. That's like, that's not what it's about. No. 
one step at a time, one step at a time. So, uh, hey, we loved hanging out with you tonight. Again, any questions, any thoughts, any requests, you can always slide into our DMs, NP the point, or email us at what is the point at northpointchurch.tv. This has been the Will and Heather podcast. <laughs> the Will and Heather podcast. <laughs> or Heather and Will. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it's, it's probably matter. Heather and Will. It sounds that's, better. That's better anyway. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, we'll see you guys next week. Bye. See you guys.